you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. This series, uh, we started the start of the year and we named it uh, uh, Finance God's Way. Because uh, I remember uh, early, uh, in fact, end of last year, 2018, uh, God spoke to us, uh, me and Penal specifically, that there's a huge requirement for us uh, as, as a congregation or as a family. Uh, we should be aware of the whole concept, what finance is, right? What is uh, finance and how do we deal with it? Um, and it's one of those topics which is uh, manipulated, which is, uh, uh, which is used for the wrong reasons in the world. And, and, and that's when, uh, you know, God, God gave us this whole idea of uh, doing this series. For me personally, it's been a learning curve. Uh, for me, uh, I have learned things that I have not explored or rather I have no idea or rather no clue about how finance was. I always had a finance from a, from a perspective of money. Uh, you know, this is money, this is cash, but if you put God's perspective into that, what is God trying to teach us and what is God trying to help us as a family to manage our finance. That's, that's, that's the key takeaway for me, right? So I, uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to really look back and what we have learned, you can probably go back and look the videos that is there on our YouTube channel so that you have uh, a link, you know, what we are doing. So this uh, sermon is actually going to be the last sermon, right? So, uh, and, and we're going to end it. So, uh, it's going to be a complete, I think around six sermon, if I'm not wrong, put together where we have discussed different aspect of finance from uh, God's point of view. You know, how God wants us to manage our individual finance, right? So, uh, disclaimer, it's not a topic which says how to be rich. Nope. That's not the case. It's not a topic which will uh, help you to, uh, you know, gain more money. No, that's not the case. What you're just trying to say here is, whatever we have, whatever, we, whatever God has specif specifically assigned to each one of us, how do we manage it? You know, how do we take care of it uh, in, in, in his own way? Not in my way, not in our understanding, but God's way. Okay, so I just want to take you through uh, the topics that we have covered so far. Uh, if you can put up on the slide. So, these were the topics that we've did. Uh, the first one that we uh, spoke, that God is our source. Okay, can, can you repeat this with me? God is our source, right? Now, uh, one standard line that comes into my head when I look at this uh, sentence is that whatever we have, whatever we earn, whatever we get as an as a income is not because of, uh, you know, your brilliance or not because of your capacity. Uh, it's because a God has ordained us, God has given us that, you know. So our actual source or original source is not our jobs, is not our businesses, it's God himself. Amen. Work hard for your finances, okay. Now, nothing comes so easy, 
right? Uh, we all carry some talents in a way, but at every given point of time, we have to sharpen those talents. We have to work on those talents, right? Uh, it's not like all of a sudden you become a worship leader or you become um, a, a singer or an actor. You have to work hard. You have to really put your brains behind it and try and understand how do we do this, right? So finance is also a concept or a, or a, or a, or a part where you have to work hard. You know, you can't expect that things will happen this way and you just uh, uh, sit on it. It is technically not possible. So yes, uh, work, working hard and God has specified a lot of things. How can we work hard to maintain or manage this? Uh, then we went into more technical side uh, where, wherein we took very uh, real life examples like what is the importance of budgeting, right? Um, you know, how... How do you see you have a finance and uh, you, you manage it? Now, managing should have some structure. Uh, it should have some order. So putting a, a budget or putting a, a, a sheet which says that this is what my income and this is what my expense, you know, and what are the things that I should be uh, concentrating and what are the things that I should not be. So. Uh, I don't know how many of you remember this. Uh, I mentioned there are a few goals that we have to set. Uh, primarily, from a finance point of view, what I'm trying to say, you should have a short-term goal. You should also have something like a mid-term goal. And you should always have a long-term goal. Now, these goals is not standard. It differs from individual to individual, person to person, family to family, goes on and on. And uh, you can go back and look onto those uh, videos we have. I mentioned few tools how we can uh, analyze those. Um, then we uh, discussed uh, why is it important to live a debt-free life? You know, right? Because Bible says that somewhere debt is a form of a sin. You know, so so we again took a lot of practical examples like um, how can we avoid getting into debt, right? Or if we are in debt already, how do we come out of it? Right, so that was uh, uh, the sermon that we did, and the last sermon that we uh, spoke about was uh, the necessity of saving and investing. Right, so um, it's 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 it says that right, like you have some resource. It's not just that you live on that resource and forget it. Uh, you have to save. You have to invest. Uh, again, there are practical examples. Sorry? Uh, yeah, correct. Emergency fund, right? So I, I mentioned something about having a fund in place so that your emergencies are taken care of. You, are, you don't really have to struggle during those emergencies, right? So uh, it's necessity or it's an it's a important thing that we all should have an idea about how do we go about saving. Now, it doesn't require us to be a specific percentage or any particular figure. It's again, again, individual perspective because we all carry different uh, ideology behind this, right? Everyone has a different risk-taking capacity and uh, incomes are different. So uh, some of the foundational thing, you know, that we need to have uh, when we are looking finance from God's way, right? So uh, the last sermon, in fact, uh, I was, when I was pre preparing and I was wondering like, God, why uh, 
you didn't let me or rather uh, I, I couldn't preach for like last four or five months. Uh, and, and probably God had to remind me because this sermon had to come in this season because what are we learning in this season? Radical giving. My, the last sermon that we are going to uh, learn or rather we're going to understand is giving God's way. So there's no perfect timing, right? Like this is the best time that we can learn about uh, giving. And in fact, uh, in fact, uh, ever s I think from River or before River, uh, whatever we were trying to understand is all about giving, right? I think we started uh, a couple of months back, the Radical uh, Giving uh, uh, series, and it's been just continued. And, and, and even in River conferences, there were many instances where we spoke about, uh, uh, Pastor Shai just spoke about giving, how important it is. So uh, I'm just going to continue on that case, and, and this by, by saying what is giving from God's way, we're going to probably uh, put an end to this series and, uh, you know, probably this can become a resource for us to whenever we go back and uh, uh, learn, whenever we want to learn. So, uh, I, I didn't find a better verse to start. Uh, that's our uh, foundational verse for uh, radical giving uh, service as, uh, series as well. Can we re all read it together? It's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Now, uh, there's no comparison in, 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 in giving and in receiving, right? We, we live in the world where it is all looked from what I can get, what I can earn, what can it benefit me. But here is our God, you know, who emphasizes the fact that there is more joy in giving than in receiving. Right. So in, in practical world, uh, you know, if I had to talk this to my uh, peers or my colleague back in office, they might not get it because uh, in the world, it's always about benefiting. It's always about uh, acquiring. It is always about increasing your uh, retirement fund or increasing your uh, savings at the end of the day. But there's an immense, immense joy that is connected uh, which is, is to, to giving. Uh, in fact, I, I, I can probably quote what Pastor Shaiju said, uh, your blessings are connected in your giving. You know, your blessing, which means your blessing has a direct relationship with what you give. What uh, Pastor Priji preached last, last week, your blessings are connected uh, towards the man who carries the word. Right, so you, the more you give, the more you receive. But yeah, that should not be the intention behind it. That should not be the approach towards it. That's, that's biblically uh, mentioned. It's, it's more you give, it's, it's more you receive. So it has to be, the objective has to be clear here that our, our thought process should be always to give. So look for opportunities where we can give. Look for opportunities where uh, you know, we can actually uh, help someone in, in a very uh, practical sense. It, it, shouldn't, it cannot be measured in any percentage, you know. Again, uh, it will be so, uh, I, I cannot really attach a percentage towards that saying that, you know, this is what you should uh, give or this is what you should, uh, uh, whatever your heart convicts, whatever your heart, uh, you, know, um, you know, takes you to think about the whole idea of giving. That should be your approach. Now, uh, 
If I ask this question primarily, why should we give? Why should we give? Can, can you respond to that? Think about it in, in your own terms. If I ask you, why should we give? Anyone? Just because uh, there's a series which says radical giving or the God's uh, finance way series or any, any, any thoughts? Okay, what goes around comes around, okay, okay, fine. What else? For what else? The foundation of the whole idea about Christianity is built under giving. How? The father gave his only begotten son. Amen? So, who are we? Who are we? If, if you have to correlate uh, us with Jesus, who are we? We are, the, we are his sons and daughters. We are, we are, we are, we are father's uh, beloved children. So, technically, I have to imitate what my father does. Yes, no. Yes. See, it's, it's a personality trait. You always... Uh, find some quality of your father and mother in you that comes naturally. That's the DNA that is built, right? If you don't agree, go back and uh, uh, check yourself with your parents, talk to them. There are certain behaviors, certain aspects that you would catch, right? So if you see, if, if we are looking Jesus as a father and, and you put yourself in the position of uh, his children, you know, primary thing that he did when he came was gave. You know, he was, he was the first one who gave everything that he had. In fact, he didn't have to, but he still went ahead and gave so that we could, you know, be here or, or, or you know, we could be saved or we could see this day, right? So that's the foundation of Christianity because God gave his only begotten son, which also technically puts us in a position that we have to imitate what he did. Amen. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice towards God. Amen. Because God always gave puts us in a position that we have to give, right? Like if, if, if I say that, I'll do everything that God wants me to do, but if I don't follow the foundational principle of what God, God gave us or what God established, then I'm technically failing. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say here? I might be good in preaching, I might be good in worshiping, I might be good in uh, doing all the ministry aspect, but if I'm not correcting my foundation, if I'm not correcting my foundational principle that God expects me to do, then I'm somewhere failing, isn't it? Yes, no, amen. So, so it always goes back to saying that we have to imitate God, like we have to. Uh, now, again, when I say giving, you know, giving could be f in form of many aspects. It could be from the 
finance, yes, money point of view. Uh, now, giving could be as simple as allocating your time or investing your time in someone else or, uh, uh, or you, you being available there for someone else. That could be your giving, right? Uh, I remember there was one brother, uh, 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 Brother Sunday, I don't know how many of you remember him. Uh, you know, the, the good thing about that brother, the African brother, was that he would be here every Sunday, even before everyone comes in. Like, you know, you know probably everybody steps in around 10 o'clock, 10.15. <laughs> but this brother would be there around 9.50 inside the church. There's another church going on. He'll be there, and uh, the moment church, the other church finishes, he starts setting up chairs. You know, and he didn't have to do it because it was not even assigned to him. It was not even his responsibility. Like we have a church group which says that this person takes this responsibility, this responsibility. But no, he just came and gave his only thing that he had. Probably he was not in a position or probably he didn't want to preach, he didn't want to worship. But the best thing that he could do is just set up chairs at the beginning of service. That was his giving. You know, why? what he was trying to do is he was imitating God himself because he gave what he could. Like that is his capacity, that is his idea about giving. Now I can give what I have. Now that could be in terms of value, you know, like it could be uh, a specific help in terms of money, I can say. But when we look from the finance point of view, yeah, there is a, a, a huge amount of uh, responsibility that lies on us to give to the needy. To, to help to the people who are in requirement, right? So by doing that, we're just trying to imitate God. We're just trying to uh, do what God uh, did to us or what God uh, you know, gave us as an example to begin with. So that's, that's, that's something because, because God gave at the first, so I am entitled to give as well. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians 8, 7. But as you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnest, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. You know, this is what I just said. I might excel in all things. I might do, you know, 10 things right, uh, uh, but I, I miss one thing, which is the foundation. It basically loses the whole value. Are you understanding? I, yes, no? For example, think about this. Um, uh, like we, we, we are doing a big uh, conference, for example, like what we did like a river. You know, there are like hundreds of people going to come inside that auditorium. We did everything possible, but we missed out on one of the basic things, which was uh, sound. Can I, can I run that conference successfully? Probably no, because sound was one of those things that, I, that would connect me to the entire crowd that was coming in. So one of the basic things that I could do there is sound. In a similar perspective, if I could do everything in a ministry, if I could do every aspect of ministry, if I could excel in everything, you know, in my faith, in my speech, in my knowledge, you know, I, I might read or I might recite all the uh, you know, all the verses in the Bible, but if I fall short of this part, you know, then probably I'm actually losing the entire essence. Amen. 
I hope you are understanding what I'm trying to say here, right? So we got to give primarily because God set that example at the beginning, right? So we got to take it from there. Amen. Uh, my second part would be to try and understand. Uh, it's all about heart. You know, uh, like like giving actually uh, creates a vacuum in your heart somewhere. Yes, no. Okay, I'll give you a very classic example. How many of you, you really use uh, cash to buy stuff? Anyone here? Probably most of us have moved to cards nowadays or Paytm, whatever. Now, try this out. I gave this example earlier also. Withdraw cash and do a grocery shopping. Uh, do this once uh, and see. Whenever your wallet comes out of your pocket and you know that there's a bundle of note that you have to count and give to the counter or the person who's there on the counter, it burns. I don't know if you have experienced it. Because something which was there in your wallet is going. But whenever you swipe your card, what happens? The card comes back inside your wallet, right? It doesn't hurt. Giving actually moves you. Giving moves your heart. Giving actually shifts um, you know, few chemicals in your brain, saying that that part of mine is gone. That is not going to come back. Right? So the idea here is your heart should be exposed. Your heart should be opened uh, when you are giving it to someone. Now, uh, it should not be coming with an obligation, like, I have to do this because there is someone who told me to do this. It should be from your heart. Or, or, or because it's written in the Bible. Uh, yeah, it is written in the Bible. That's very important as a foundation. But it's, it's about the heart at the end of the day. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say here? Your heart should be exposed. Uh, you know, it's, it's probably one of the uh, therapy that will cleanse your heart, that will help you to move that extra mile saying that, okay, there's something that has changed in me by, by doing this whole idea of giving. So, so if you look from the aspect of finance, yes, uh, giving someone should actually move you. Giving someone should actually change your idea about, uh, you know, the whole uh, aspect in terms of uh, you, you, you moving something out of you and giving it to someone else. Amen. Um, if you remember in the book of Mark, there was this, uh, there was this uh, person who came to Jesus and uh, he said that, you know, I, I, I've been following you and I've been so faithful. I want to come with you. And do you remember what Jesus said? What Jesus said? Sell off everything and follow me. What happened there? He didn't do it. He, he, he went back. Now, can you, can you imagine what he lost there? Can you imagine he lost a lifetime opportunity to walk with the Messiah, to walk with the creator of heaven and earth? Why? Because it exposed his heart, but he was not moved. He weighed his wealth, he weighed his, his uh, you know, probably property or deposit or the investment that he had over and above who God is, right? Uh, probably, uh, 
this is something that I, I was thinking, if he would have done that, uh, we could have read his reference in the other chapters, you know, like the, all the other people that Jesus referred. But this guy missed that lifetime opportunity. Why? Because he weighed his wealth more than the presence of God or, or the idea of saying that, that I've got to follow Jesus, leaving everything aside, right? So that didn't move him. So whenever we give, it should move our heart. It should, it should expose our heart. There's another classic example in Luke chapter 19, verse 8. Uh, can we all read this? Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Now, if you, if you read and understand the whole personality of Zacchaeus, he was someone... Um, you know, was a, he was a tax collector, of course. So back in the day, the general perspective of tax collector was corrupt. You know, which means he would have cheated so many people. But the interesting part in this verse is that the transformation of the personality from what Zacchaeus was before and now is just by exposing his weakness. He agreed to let go what was his weakness. You know, as a tax collector, his weakness was probably uh, get as much as money in different ways, uh, you know, money laundering, whatever you can call it up as a technical term. That was his weakness. He would enjoy doing that. But the moment he realized that importance, you know, who Jesus was, who, who the Messiah was, what he did was he agreed and he committed saying that, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. That is heart getting exposed. You know, it is moving his heart in this conversation. And it is not just, uh, you know, not just saying that it is moving his heart, but it is also transforming the person who Zacchaeus was before he met Jesus and what he is after meeting, meeting Jesus. Amen? Amen? Now, it all, it all says that um, the, the money or whatever we have, like I'll, I'll quote this again, whatever we have is not ours. Uh, I don't know if you agree to that or not. I'm saying from money or finances or asset or, you know, uh, whatever. You know, I, I have this friend of mine in my office who's, who bragged about saying that, you know what, I don't really have to work, I, I have this, I have that. You know, you have those rich friends, rich Malayali friends, uh, you know, Dubai written, okay. <laughs> who, who would brag uh, saying that, uh, okay, no offense on uh, Malayali's assets, but just a, just a fun part there. Uh, saying that I have this, I have that, and, and I, I'm, I'm settled, I don't really have to work, and this. Uh, and back of my head, I, I was thinking about this, uh, that, dude, that's actually not yours. That's not, not, that's not even yours, that's, that's God who had given it to you. Right, so I, I mentioned this at the first sermon, we are basically the fund managers for the God. Do you understand fund manager's idea? Fund manager's role is to manage someone else's money. Like, you give me money, I'll take the responsibility of managing your money. My idea is to make sure your money is invested in the right place, give you good returns, 
And that's again pretty technical finance thing that I'm trying to say here, but I'm the fund manager for God. So whatever we have, if you think it's your degree that you got you, if you think that's your job, or if you think that the company, uh, the brand that you're associated is giving you that money, well, technically you're wrong. It's God who have ordained you to have that in the first place. So I am basically managing what God gave me. So I, I am I'm someone just trying to understand how best can I do so that I don't mess up with what God had given me. Amen. Now tell me, if you gave me, uh, let's say, 10 lakh rupees, and uh, I invested in places which didn't make sense, like if you heard about something like <laughs> cryptocurrencies and all those big, uh, you know, uh, you know, big investment techniques that is available right now. And I come to you after three months and it says that, you know what, uh, I made a blunder. The 10 lakhs that you gave me has become only one lakh. I lost 90% in the market because of the market. How would you feel? You'll probably beat me uh, there, right? You'll probably would be fuming saying that that was my hard earned money, that I trusted you. Exactly the feeling that's what God will have when I mess up God's finances, when I uh, mismanage God's money, right? So we are basically uh, someone who plays a role of a fund manager. For other people, you can also say, if you understand this concept of treasurer, treasurer, what is the role of a treasurer? Make sure the accounts are correct, the money is up, up to date, use it in the right way of the ministry, whatever. I'm not quoting an example of Judas here, but the good, good treasurer. So that's the idea. That's what we are supposed to do. So we, if, we, if you cannot handle earthly wealth, how is that God is going to trust us with the heavenly riches? If God looks us and, and sees that I'm not in the position, I mean, this person is not in a position of managing what I've already allocated, how can I assign him bigger responsibility in heaven? Amen? Uh, if you read this verse, uh, Luke 16, 11, and if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Now, the whole idea of heaven is different. Like, you know, like everybody interprets in a different way. You know, I, I probably see that heaven, of course it says true riches of heaven, which means heaven is rich. This plenty of uh, gold and silver and other commodities and cash, I don't know cash, but uh, whatever you can think from a uh, uh, finance point of it, it's abundance. Now, which also means that when we go to heaven, there is certain responsibility that is going to be assigned. Isn't that the word, that what word says? Who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Which means when we go to heaven, there is certain wealth that is going to get assigned to each one of us. Amen. I, I, I again try to picture it uh, in this way. I'm sure there is no uh, difference in heaven, like everybody probably is equal, uh, everybody has uh, same kind of, uh, uh, you know, opportunity and whatever. This is my imagination I'm trying to say. But uh, if 
one thing that can differentiate us in heaven is probably the responsibility that is going to come to us. Now that depends on what we do here. Do you agree to that? So if, and I, I don't want to be the person who is standing at the line saying that uh, you will do nothing uh, because you didn't do this correct in the, when you were on earth. I, I think I want to be the person who takes probably the most responsibility. So, so we got to get this right. Do you know how serious that is? Are you understanding what I'm saying? How serious that is because I can probably lose an opportunity in spite of going to heaven. Think about it. Probably just ponder on this word tonight. You might get more revelations. Amen. Uh, like, in, in simple context, um, we are, uh, if, I, if I put it this way, uh, it also helps to break the stronghold of money in our life. The more we give, the importance or, or the time that we dedicate towards this idea actually decreases. Money doesn't become important for me once I start giving. Okay, hold on. How would I put this? Um, if you're rich, okay, praise God, I believe and I agree that everybody here is rich. Uh, with whatever we have, if our heart is, is, is on the money every time, which means that you're probably tracking it every single day, how much percentage is appreciated. You know, you're accruing interest every day. You're seeing that, how's the market doing? How, how, how is my money increasing every day? Probably you're not doing it right. Because your heart is where? What, is, what does Bible say? Your heart is there? With the treasury. So what are you treasuring here? You're treasuring the money more than God again. So when I move money out of my perspective saying that I'm going to give this, it actually helps my heart to think the other way around. I'm not putting money at the first place. Why? Because when I give, it moves my heart. It changes my heart. And that's what God is trying to put, or that's what God is trying to, you know, uh, give us a picture that I should not focus more on money, but I should focus more on the God who gives me that money. Amen? Because that's the right cycle. Are you understanding? Go back to the foundation. Where does this money comes from, first of all? It comes from God. Now, I should be looking at the provider rather than what provider has given me. Amen? So, it's like going back to say that uh, I should not be carry forward with what is created, but I should always focus on the creator because it's the, it's the ideology of the creator, the creation is built up. Money is a creation of God in some way because he has ordained it. So if I focus more on money, I'm losing the essence of what or, or who, who God is all about in our life. Amen. Um, giving is not an option. I hope everybody understands an option. Choice. I have a choice to do this or I have a choice to do that. Why? Again, I go back to the foundation. We all started from a place where giving happened first and everything followed. So giving is never an option in that context. So 1 John 4, 19 says, we love each other because he loved us 
first. Can we change this whole verse? I'm not changing the Bible here, but we give each other because he gave us first. Amen. So you don't have an option. I don't have an option. It's principle that is already there. If, if, if God started this at the beginning, I am supposed to continue. So just replace uh, love with the giving because we're doing the whole giving series. All I'm trying to say is we got to give each other. You know, that could be the finance, that could be the time, that could be the, uh, you know, the resources that you have because God gave us first. Amen. Now, um, in, in, in this way, if we say that we agree on everything what Jesus did, he loved us first, he, uh, you know, he changed the whole idea of uh, what, what this whole, um, you know, re- uh, perspective of uh, the father and son relationship, everything that we do, but again, if you don't focus on the aspect of the foundation, we are losing the essence. If you read further, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see. How can we love God? Whom we cannot see. Okay, read that again. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, what is the foundational thing that God said? That you have to love each other because I loved you first. So that's by default says that you got to love everyone. But I, if I say that I love God, you know, I'm going to do everything, but that brother in that church is irritating. I'm actually breaking the foundational principle there. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say here? That person is liar for if we don't love people, we can see. Now this brother, I can see him. He comes to church every week. He meets on every anchor group or wherever I go. Now, if I, if I don't like this person whom I can see every day or whenever I meet him, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Are you understanding? How can I do that? So I'm, I'm actually messing up the whole principle here. Our God is a, a, a God of principalities. You know, he follows the order in the right way. Whom we cannot see. And he has given us this command. So those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Now, yeah, I understand this whole verse is from a perspective of love. But think from a giving point of view. I want, to, I want you to think it from a giving point of view. If someone says, I love giving, okay, but uh, hates giving, that person is liar. If I say that I like giving, but I don't give, what's happening here? I'm actually again messing up the principle because that's the foundation. That's what is predominantly uh, mentioned in the verse, saying that this is how it should flow in. Amen. So. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is giving is definitely not an option. It's, it's not uh, yours and my choice. Now, how you want to give, that's probably a, a, a part that 
you or me can actually think or explore, you know, basis on uh, the capacity or whatever resources that we have or whoever is in the need that we can see. Amen. Um, can I give you one more point why we should give or why giving is so important? Is because when we give, we actually grab attention of our God. We actually uh, moves the heart of God with the simple act of giving. Amen. Um, I, I don't have this uh, on the slide, but um, okay, I have this probably. Philippians 4:18. Do we have that? Yeah. There's a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Uh, when we give, there is a sense of sacrifice that we, that's something that we, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier. Now, whenever we do that, there is a sense or there is some connection that we are making in the heart of God to please Him. Now, that will only happen if we do with the right intention. You know, like as I said, giving is not a choice, I mean, is not an option, but it has to be with the right intention. Okay, I give you one uh, classic uh, case in the book of Acts. It's not there on the slide, but if you have your Bibles, you can probably turn it to Acts chapter 10, verse 1 onwards. Can we put that on the screen? Acts chapter 10, verse 1 onwards. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 onwards. Okay, in Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Corno, how do I pronounce? Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. Next, he was a devout, God fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming towards him. Cornelius, the angel said, Cornelius started, stared at him in terror. What is this, sir? He asked the angel. The angel replied, okay, now listen. Look at this carefully. Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. The whole scenario is this person is sitting and this, angels, this angel appears to him all of a sudden saying, your prayer and your gifts, in, in simple words, it's the giving that he was doing in his practical life has been received by God's, by God as an offering. What does that mean? That God had to send an angel as a messenger to this guy to tell him that God is totally pleased with what he's doing. So if God had to do that, it had to please God. 
it had to move something in god's heart god had his attention this guy grabbed his attention by just the just the act of giving the gifts and by prayer so can i can i tell you this if you want to grab attention of god one of the things that we can do is to give if you if you want to move god one of the thing that we can do is give now you know we've been learning this in the, in the, the whole series you know i don't have to uh, go back on all those things but you know i remember what one of the things what pastor priji said that the area of the lack that you have probably go and find someone who's excelling or who has already excelled in that area and give i mean it might not make a lot of sense to that person but the act of you giving to that person is moving god's heart and can you see the channel it is it, it once it moves god's heart your blessing is automatically released from heaven it's a correlation you do this and yeah god moves and god god sees that okay there is someone who is doing what i am expecting them to do right so if you if you want to catch god's attention let's focus or let's look into the whole idea of how do we give how do we approach the idea of giving amen um now uh again goes back saying that uh, in matthew uh, don't store up matthew 6 19 and 21 don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal wherever your treasure is there's the des- desire of your heart will also be amen uh this is the point where we have to value what is the most important treasure for us is it the wealth that we are holding on to or is it the is it the commitment and the principle that god had set in yours and my life amen are we understanding what we are trying to picture here because everything that i have has a expiry date yes no like this is one of the a uh, common uh, you know dialogue if you are a malayali that you'll hear that you won't take anything to heaven okay i'm sorry again on malayali but you don't take anything on heaven you'd leave everything here why is that because that's that's practical right you don't really carry back anything uh, back to heaven everything that you have you're going to live it live here but what you can treasure right now is this beautiful relation that you have uh, with the father himself and and follow what he has ordained us to do now the idea here again we are focusing is to give so if we hold on to our money uh, it's probably not going to yield us a lot of benefit but how about releasing that how about uh, uh, moving that uh, in in a in a act of giving amen lord i pray that uh, you know this whole series uh, what we are trying to learn would actually change our idea about giving i believe that uh it's going to change hearts it's going to move hearts 
especially in the area of giving you know the 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 whole the whole thing which we were holding on to saying that it is my wealth it is my this it is my that i i pray that the attitudes move right i pray that the attitude changes uh, you know as we as we learn more about uh, you know the radical giving side you know which we are trying to learn here amen amen are we learning something here yes no um that's pretty much in fact what i had uh, you know in terms of uh, uh giving giving you some idea from the finance point of view now if 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 i put it from this aspect of finance that i have i i would go back to the foundational part that's my key takeaway because i have to give because god gave me at the first uh i don't have a choice or i don't have a option if i want to move god's heart let's start giving if i want to grab attention of god towards me i want to start giving because uh you know it's a, it's it's a it's a privilege for me to actually manage what god has ordained and what god has assigned okay so i i pray that if you believe that the finances and the wealth that you have is from uh, ex employer or whatever it is business it is i pray that your perspective changes it's not them uh the on the very first place why you have that job or business is because god trusted you with that amen so we are god's fund manager we are the stewards who are supposed to manage god's money in this world okay but we got to work hard for it it's not easy okay it's not a very uh, easy easy task we got to work very hard over it we also have to look from a, some of the basic uh, uh, technicalities of how do we manage money on a daily basis monthly basis with using tools like budgeting just to understand what is my income and what is my expense will give me a perspective of saying that how much can i spend and how much can i actually use for giving amen um i hope there were some takeaways for you uh, as i said if you if you want to go back and listen to the previous sermons wherein we have spoken about all the practical things uh, do check out the podcast or uh, the youtube uh, channel that will uh, help you can we all pray yes daddy Lord we come before you with our open hearts. Lord we uh we surrender everything that we have daddy. Lord we pray that you change our perspectives and you change our attitudes toward giving Lord. Lord we agree and we believe that you are the only source that helps us that that provides us. You are the Jehovah Jireh. you are the you are the actual provider you are the original source where it starts lord we pray that you give us the courage and ideas and and boldness to to work hard on our money on our finances lord help us understand how can we live a debt free life
how can we not fall prey of death and be there and 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 hurt ourselves and hurt everyone around lord i pray that you give us strategies and you give us you know ideas to clear off existing debt you know even as i as i pray i i believe that you know this season there are many debts that's going to get cancelled you know you would be surprised but i i i agree that and i am i'm holding on to that you know i i i see that happening i see that i see that in a vision right now i don't know but can i prophesy can i prophesy over the entire church lord you know this will happen and i'm sure there're going to be a lot of testimonies that will pour in i mean this never happened to me but i i i really sense i really see that the idea of living a debt free life is becoming a reality in our church debts are going to go away debts are going away I see I see someone getting a call from an authority saying that your debt is cancelled. I see an increase. I see a double portion being released. Amen. Amen. And I prophesy that over our church today. Lord I pray that there would be no lack in our finances. In fact there would be abundance that you know we would be in a position to give not to just the people in the church but support you know different parts of our country, different parts of our of of different nations daddy. Lord I pray that you know we would be in a position where we would be financing in a different ministry across different nations Lord I sense this this awareness getting increased in our in our midst that more and more of us would be serious more and more of us would be serious about the whole idea about finance god is releasing new ideas where we can invest where we can save but i pray that at the end i don't want to do it my way i want to do it your way daddy I want to do it 
God's way. Lord, I pray that that reflects in our finances, Daddy. Starting today, everything that we do with our money, everything that we deal with our finances would be to glorify your name, Daddy. You know, would be your way and not my way. I pray that and I release that and I declare that over every single person here even those who are watching us online even even people who who couldn't make it today I release this over them Daddy. thank you dad thank you for tuning in we believe that you are blessed by the word we would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website, dreamingrevival.com.